Before we begin, we acknowledge that the land on which we sit and which we occupy in the Portland metro area rests on the tra traditional village of the Klamath, Clackamas, Bands of Chinook, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Malala, and many other tribes who made their homes along the Columbia River, creating communities and summer encampments to harvest and use the plentiful nature, natural resources of the area. We take this opportunity to thank the original caretakers of this land. This is Amplify Women on X-Ray FM. I'm your host, Aviva McClure, and in celebration of International Women's Day, we're hosting 12 hours of women-focused programming. We're amplifying women's voices and providing intersectional education on di a diverse range of issues impacting women in Portland and beyond. Between now and 7 p.m., you will be hearing some of Portland's most impactful community leaders, educators, activists, and artists, and professionals tell their stories to educate, empower, and inspire change. As part of today's programming, I'll be talking with three young women, Ray Nazra, Satare Mofidi, and White Lotus, to discuss women's empowerment in the hip-hop and R&B music scene. If you'd like to join in on the conversation with any questions or comments for our guest, we encourage you to do so by texting 971-220-5979 or sending an email to dj at xrayfm, uh, sorry, dj at xray.fm. Okay. Um, so again, I'm Aviva. I'm a black biracial video, uh, visual artist and um, community activist and educator with a focus on building intergenerational communities through the arts. I've worked in public schools as a local and um, as a local activist. I've also worked abroad in focusing on uh, racial justice initiatives globally. I've held artist residencies at Caldera and UACC in Tanzania, and I recently summited Mount Kilimanjaro. Um, I am stoked to be here with three brilliant young women artists, and um, I'm just gonna introduce you one at a time and just share your bio. And then my big question is like, how y'all doing today? So after I give your bio, I'm gonna give just a moment to respond to that question. So Rain Ezra, known as Rain Pollock, is a 21-year-old singer-songwriter and producer with R&B influences. Rain has performed all over the Northern Oregon area, as well as places in her hometowns of Modesto and Santa Cruz, California, starting off singing original songs and many school graduations and weddings. Rain worked her way to be a finalist in Portland Teen Idol, getting opportunities to perform original context in front of a large audience. After turning 21, Rain has performed at many big name venues such as Paris Theater, Jack London, Owl's Den, as well as many wineries, bars, and restaurants. Rain produced her whole album, Possibilities, on her own in Ableton while studying at Portland Community College and earning her certificate in music and sonic arts. With the help of members of a local collective of talented artists and engineers called Wave Media, 
Rain was able to get her vocals recorded, mixed, and mastered. Releasing this EP of new and improved content will be one of Rain's greatest accomplishments because it is the first to be released on all platforms, giving her more opportunity to share her music with the world. Hey, Rain. Hey. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for reading that. Um, it was really cool kind of hearing the rundown because I wrote that bio a while ago and it was cool to kind of visualize my whole journey and process that I've been through. Um, but yeah, as far as my day goes, I'm doing really great. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good, good. Enjoying the sunshine. Oh, yes. I'm from Cali, so I need that sun back in my life after this winter. <laughs> really That's bad. That's right. That's right. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, our next artist is uh, Satari Mofidi, uh, currently based in Portland, Oregon. Satari composes, records, mixes, and produces and, uh, and performs under her artist name, Heratis. Did I get that right? Heratis. Heratis. And constantly experiments with the way she could expand her skills as a musician and doesn't bound herself to be known for producing a specific genre. From notating through composed pieces to coding generative electronic pieces, she tries to get out of her musical comfort zone and hopes to be an inspiration for others not bound themselves to just one genre or one way of expressing their art. Born and raised in Tehran, Iran, she didn't have any major exposure to music and it wasn't until she had access to the internet that she began to learn different styles of music and found herself playing guitar as her only option for music, musical instruments in addition to her voice. Additionally, she plays guitar and sings for her three-piece alternative rock band, Zoops. And you already know I love Zoops. <laughs> yeah, that's good too. <laughs> <laughs> Zoops is in a coma currently, but... <laughs> oh, Zoops is in a coma. Yeah, well, I'm glad we, so I still like... get to enjoy Zoops while Oh, Zoops yeah, yeah. Coma. We're working on new material to get recorded, and hopefully we'd be back on stage soon. So, awesome. yeah. yeah. And you, the name of your band, your current band, one more time? Uh, Zoops or... or well, my... Heratos is my solo Heratus. artist. You name, yeah, yeah. And you're going to play some of that for us yes, later. Yes, yes. Awesome. So stoked. <laughs> cool, cool. Super yeah. excited. Your day so far? Uh, it's been amazing. I started with playing music, working on new songs, and here I am right now. And yeah, it's perfect. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Good. Um, so lastly, I'd like to introduce White Lotus, uh, who's an aspiring 18-year-old musician. She has been singing and playing music sh since she was young, but turned it into a career over the past couple of years. She's been working with local Portland artists as well as Friends of Noise, which led her to opportunities to performing at Doug Fir, Mississippi Studios, Century Bar, and more. Lotus started working on an EP, which is her on her SoundCloud, when she was 17, but has currently been working on an album which she hopes to drop next year. Her biggest motivation has been her mom, who has supported her throughout her path. Her mom, Judy, has been her most powerful female role model, and Lotus plans to follow her passions just as her mom taught her. While Lotus's goal is to make music she loves and make it on the, biggest, the Billboard's top 10. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. see you. You got to keep your goals high. That's you know? right. Aim high. <laughs> That's right. You're already a star to me, boo, because oh, I saw you, you play. I saw you uh, open for Last Artful Dodger. Yeah. 
um, it, it dug for her. That one was a big one, especially like that was like right before she had a huge break. And I feel really lucky to be able to like say, oh yeah, like I performed with Dodger. Yeah, That's just casually put it into a conversation. <laughs> Exactly. No, that's dope. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. Did you have a good Thank day? You. I did, actually. I woke up super late, but um, I actually, I met a couple of people a couple nights ago, and one of the one of them just texted me, and they were like, you know what? Today's a good day, so have a good day. And I was like, yes, oh, let's do it. Awesome. <laughs> well, the four of us are just sitting up in this studio, acting one hundy, being one hundy. It's a good day so far. Um, I'm curious, um, how has, just thinking of the, you know, today's International Women's Day, um, how has your experience been in the music scene in Portland, um, as a woman? Like, how have you, how have you navigated that? Are we starting with me again? Going down the line? Sure. Um, I feel like starting off, not only, I mean, I started off as like a teen woman as well, like in high school when I first moved up here and it was hard being young and a female um, because people already have like this idea that you're like oh you're young and you're a female and so like I can you're easily taken advantage of as far as like in the music industry and just in general and um, it's definitely been like empowering for me to kind of overcome that the idea of what people think about younger women and like show that like I can do everything on my own and I don't need anybody else. Mm-hmm. I I learned kind of the hard way from working with the studio at first that I was definitely getting kind of taken advantage of and I wasn't getting listened to. And it wasn't, I don't think it all had to do with the fact that I was um, a female or young, but I know that contributed a lot into mm-hmm. my ability to also like speak up for myself. And I'm really happy I was able to like overcome that and learn how to do everything on my own. And so if anything, it's just been a big motivator <laughs> just to like prove everyone wrong. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Anyone want to build on that? Yeah. I mean, um, for me, um, I'm, pr- I would say I'm pretty new to this music scene, especially in Portland. Um, past year was when I started playing shows with my band Zoops and um, honestly being a woman that didn't really get in my way but just my age just uh, being the only person who's underage in my uh, band and you know um, not being able to play venues and if you know other bands who listen to our music and they liked us and they hit us up and I have to respond to them like hey uh, one of our members is underage and, you know, immediately they're like, well, that's a shame because this venue we're playing, you know, they're not going to be OK with that. Um, so most, mm-hmm. yeah, mostly just the age has been um, a really uh, big barrier for me uh, to be able to get out and, you know, show my full potential. And um, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's that's one thing that Friends of Noise, especially, I know that it's really helping to try to change in the scene. Um, and creating more all-ages venues, and I'm really looking forward to that, even though in a couple of months, you know, I'll be (laughs) free to play any venue that I want, but just looking at my fellow, you know, um, underage musicians, and, you know, it's just, like, sad to see that they can't uh, perform at all these, you know, uh, venues that um, could really benefit from this young performers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, White Lotus, you're you're the youngest of all of us. Yes. So how does that how does that age piece like so impact you? Age has actually haven't well, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go off of a little bit of what can I call you just Rain? Yes. You want me to do the no, whole thing? Rain. 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, gonna go off of what Rain said that being a young female artist because I started when I was like 16, and from that point on, I'm pretty much I'm purely independent artist right now, other than you know with Friends of Noise, mm-hmm. um, because I was looking for a manager at the time because it was just so much to like carry you know like okay getting my own shows doing my you know finding my own producers finding my own engineers um so i was taken advantage by that in multiple ways not only as for attempting to make more money off of me but as well as there was a manager that i had wanted to um well uh, somebody who i wanted to manage me there we go and it was like every other night he was 30 and like every other night is like hey oh my gosh like you're so perfect you're so beautiful i can't wait to work with you like oh we're gonna go to big places like hey like what are you doing tonight like just stuff oh my god i almost Mm -hmm. cursed Mm -hmm. stuff like that that Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know it's it's more like you find yourself um being put around like the music industry especially out here is mainly male and it's because they're getting themselves more out there because they don't have to worry about oh shoot like is you know is this um, is this producer gonna be super creepy? Is this um, mixer and or engineer gonna you know actually do my stuff without me having to do some weird thing in return? So that was my experience. Mm-hmm. Age was never really an issue. More age issue for the guys that I couldn't really be around. It's very different now. Now that I like can actually take care of myself and like defend myself and know when somebody's being sus. But that was like the biggest issue for me as mm-hmm. a growing artist was that it was just men were creepers. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I did think of one other thing to, that just popped into my head as you were saying that as like the um, what I've noticed is I have a lot of other um, female friends who are in the music industry and just even artists people who aren't in the music industry. But I'm noticing that like with social media and stuff right now, it's like it's like really you notice that the followers difference has to do with how much of yourself you expose on social media and it's becoming really um I'm noticing that like my lack in followers because I feel like I do a lot of just like home my face videos and I feel like I have a lot of important content out and then um on I I experimented with just like posting some like photos that I did from like a photo shoot that weren't too exposing but just like kind of as a mental experience experiment to see like does like posting like more attractive photos of you and stuff actually get you more followers and Mm. it definitely did and Mm -hmm. I think it's just like that's a big part of being a woman and like at all in today's society is like everyone's like waiting for you to be like your best you and doesn't really want to accept Mm -hmm. any less or doesn't want to like They'll be like, oh, like, you look awesome today. And if you're like, don't people, like, I, I don't know. People aren't as, as, there. I'm seeing it sometimes where people are like, oh, no makeup appreciation, body appreciation, and stuff like that. But a lot of that is, I'm, I'm hoping that just that comes out of the ground more. Because mm. yeah. that's a big thing that's yeah. that I'm noticing with being a woman in today's society, especially in the R&B, hip hop, like, like, industry and stuff. Like, I go out to performances and... Like I see, I'm like I feel underdressed <laughs> all the time because I'm like, oh, okay, I get. It. I was supposed to dress like I was going to like the club. I didn't, I didn't realize that because now I look like I'm like, I'm used to performing at weddings and schools and wineries, and I'm just getting into the hip hop industry. So I'm like, 
got it. Okay. But like at the same time, it's like definitely just like something that's really that I notice. I notice a lot. I 100% agree with that. I feel like being out here, everybody's expecting you to grow up, especially when you're like, even if, I mean, what, I'm 18 and like people are, people still have an expectation of like how I'm supposed to dress. It's either too much or too little. I'm one of the people that I like to dress up just because I, it's just like you said, it gets you more views. It makes you more popular. You show a little skin and they're like, oh my God, like, hey, I love your music. Like, really? Yeah. Do you? (laughs) But it's okay, you know, it's fine. You got another follower? That's fine. It's it's one of those things where you have to be smart about it. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, have you guys watched, uh, it's what, this, oh no, now I'm forgetting the name of it. It's a movie with two girls that they like scam guys, like rich guys. (laughs) While we think of this film, I'm just going to remind folks too that, uh, oh my gosh, I need a knot. This is okay. I'm just going to remind folks really quick uh, that if you'd like to join in on the conversation with any questions or comments for our artists, um, we can we encourage you to do so by texting 971-220-5979 or sending an email to dj at xray.fm. Can I add more to this? Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. yeah. So I feel like we, could, we could fill up the hour oh, yeah. talking about this. This is going by so fast already. <laughs> I have so much to say. Um, uh, going off of what Rain uh, said about you know social media, it just it makes me really um, frustrated because I want to just be known, you know, for my music. And I've like done the same experiment. It makes me so frustrated when a selfie that I post gets more likes, like five more times more likes than when I'm announcing my new single out. Like, why is that supposed to be like that? And again, that's just like my face. I know if I go a little bit down, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna add for that. But I've just been going um, back and forth a lot in my mind that like, what do I want to do? How how do I want to go about this? And as a woman, like I know, like going to shows, um, playing something, and at the end, you know, that creeper or just a guy that looks normal. I was like, yeah, yeah, that was sick. But exactly like as White Lotus said, was it really sick? Or you're just saying that because I'm a girl, and you know, you don't you want to make some connection, and that's to me like something that makes me really skeptical when people say that they like my music, especially when there's this man. I'm like, I, I don't know if I want to believe you or not. And um, I want to gain more, um, you know, followers and more fans of, you know, um, non-cis men. But, you know, you look at your algorithms and as a woman, that's the majority of your makeup. And it's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's uh, really frustrating to know that, all right, so is my music not good enough? And the only few people that listen to it are just, you know, the creepers. And um, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know how to fight this off. Uh, I like one uh, philosophy that I had was like, okay, I'm going to show, I'm gonna like look, you know, as not as bad, but I'm not gonna dress up. I'm not gonna, you know, um, make a, you know, show out of myself because, like, I want to people, I want the people to just hear my music. But even after that, just because of me being a woman, just being a girl, you're still going to get that the same mm-hmm. kind of reaction, but maybe less. But mm-hmm. is that going to have a negative effect on my music because less people are going to be interested in it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just the debate so that's going on in my head. That's why I wonder, like, do y'all have like a replacement behavior? Let's say there's like 
50,000 cis dudes listening to this interview right now, and they're like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, that's what so, I was going to add, yeah. that, like, this isn't, you know, us saying this isn't a way of, like, just putting guys down. It's just mm-hmm. a way of, like, I hope that they hear this and, like, understand that how you act and communicate with somebody is really going to make an impact, especially on, on a young female artist when there's already mm-hmm. so much of that going on. Like, it's not just that we automatically assume that every guy is going to creep on us. It's just a matter, like, of a lot of guys have. Mm -hmm. And it's up to them to decide how they're really going to act around a young female woman. Like... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially young. Not even just not even just women, because it's the same thing with gays and transgender. Definitely. Like mm-hmm. it, they get the same same type mm-hmm. of advances, and so it's just a matter of how mm-hmm. you want to act towards those people. Okay, that's sorry. I yeah, just need to make sure that we weren't just putting it's guys sort down. It sounds yeah. like what we're getting into is just how, in being an artist, the body can be commodified in this way, where you know, as artists, like our bodies and our identities are showing up along with the yeah. artwork right but i mean that being said there are a lot of people who take advantage of it like i know that people are like all right you know i'm a beautiful lady i'm gonna take advantage of that to you know mm-hmm. showcase whatever else and you know i can't really say that's bad or n- good you know uh it really depends on who you are as a person and what you want out of that so there's no mm-hmm. right or wrong but um it's more of like some per- some personal thinking that each person needs to do and see what their goals are totally so, yeah well let me let me ask you all this uh and and maybe we'll start with you white lotus um what is a way that you celebrate your identity and who you are in your in your work i so in my like in my music and stuff mm-hmm. um i would say that I allow myself to be very proud of who I am, regardless of what's happened in the past. Like if I, I'm thankful for my music. I had a weird thing. It was kind of a dark affirmation in a way that it was like, if I didn't do music, I was gonna die by 19. Like it was just Mm -hmm. something that came to me and I didn't know if it was like an Mm -hmm. emotional death, a physical death, but it was like, you know, we all have, you know, we had a million moments to lead up to this exact moment. And it was Mm -hmm. one of those things that was like, if I don't do music, that moment where I die is going to happen. Like, mm. so that I, it makes me very proud to continue being who I am because it's just an affirmation of like, if I don't do this, whether it's emotional or physical, I'm not going to be happy. So I just make sure I'm happy. Word. <laughs> Word. I wonder if that might be a nice segue into one of your tracks. Uh, you have this track called Never Been Loved. Yes, I do. I was a uh, that was a really fun one to make. The producer I made it with, he's um, his name's Shula God. He lives out in Ohio, but he sent me this beat, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like I was in some emotional places, and I was like, "Let's do this!" And yeah, it's one of my favorite songs for sure. Awesome, that's great. Well, we're gonna play that song, and again, just to remind folks. Um, You are listening to X-Ray FM on KXRY Portland and KQAC HD3 Portland at 91.1 and 107.1 streaming online and everywhere at X-Ray.FM. I ain't ever been loved before this I 
tried too hard to fall in love with you So I fell out of love with myself Don't mind me I'm just looking at the stars While I try to find my way back to Mars Don't mind the noise I'm trying to cancel out the humans that bore you I don't want to find Attention that could kill. I guess I smoke by myself in my imaginary room. I, I, I ain't ever been loved before this. I ain't ever been kissed before this. It's complicated in my head. Cause I'm the exception and you're just complex. I can't hide behind the competition Cause the competition kinda looks like me She kinda walks like me She kinda talks like me And if I start brand new She'd probably copy me Don't get mad at me Cause I intoxicated more than just some legacies I don't want to find myself Lost in the smoke great thank you so I'm just curious like um, I was definitely picking up on some some flavors in there but I'm curious about like who are your um, influences so when I was younger I I listened to a wide variety of music like it you know rap R&B I'm ashamed to say but country <laughs> I don't really like country anymore <laughs> but um, all right, there's space for all kinds of us I agree. agree. (laughs) But um, I think right now, especially for that song, I think it was pulling off of a lot of Ari Lennox, especially like the I've Been song. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the power in there. Her. um, I like I like Snow Allegra a lot just because their lyricism and their voices are so like Mm -hmm. delicate. Um, 
the lyrics was I like haven't been in like a real relationship before and like my my first relationship quote unquote was like when I was 14 that's why I say quote unquote because like can't, can't really you know <laughs> I bet it felt really real at the time oh, yeah. <laughs> but um but you know it's there's moments where it's like, oh, I want to, you know, do I want to have a steady relationship or do I want to just focus on my career? And I definitely just want to focus mm-hmm. on my career. And that's where that kind of mm-hmm. was from. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. Of course. Satari, how about you? Like, do you have musical influences or artists that you're really into? Yeah. I mean, I can say that uh, when I was growing up and until I was, you know, like 14, um, it was basically what my parents were listening to, which was, you know, a mix of, you know, traditional Iranian music and pop Iranian music, but also a little bit of uh, classic rock. And then uh, when I had, when I got access to internet, um, basically uh, pop punk, you know, Green Day and uh, Ramones and all that, and then classic rock, Pink Floyd, and all those kind of stuff, you know, had an influence of me and then uh, my musical taste got more complex as I explored more genres and um, you know now these days I can appreciate all kinds of music and um, uh, especially when I started my studies in PCC and Mm -hmm. uh, in the music and sonic arts program uh, Mm -hmm. seeing a lot of uh, experimental music happening and um, that really uh, brought uh, brought up my um, you know, expectations of like what counts as music and what doesn't, you know, the sounds. Um, so, uh, yeah, nowadays I can say that a lot of indie, electronic and experimental music, um, you know, affects my uh, composi- uh, compositions and they're all over the place. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, from my band that is more, you know, a rock trio through my solo stuff that I've, you know, produced all of it, like Rain and Ableton. Um, yeah, they're all over the place. <laughs> so that's, that's all awesome. I can say. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, and you yeah. alluded to that in your bio too, just yeah. speaking to yeah. multiple genres. Yeah, Yeah. Same. speaking of that, you know, for people who are trying to get into music, PCC has a really great program, and I definitely yeah. recommend that same. for, uh, yeah, for the teens coming out of high school to really go explore that because it just, that's how, that's how I made a lot of my connections in the past year. Uh, through people through PCC that's amazing and I'm really happy where I am right now <laughs> that's awesome and yeah. and we're currently sitting right across the street from PCC Cascade yes. which is uh, where we took those exact courses yeah, that's where my <laughs> yeah. son goes off also so like tell me Rain like what was your experience in the program over there oh man I literally this, the reason why my album is out and I have any music out at all and it was like a really I think the biggest thing I got out of the PCC um, going to the Sonic Arts was the community um, mm-hmm. and personally when I was going there we had some our instructor Lauren career she was instructing the Beats and Basics um, program and teaching how to use Ableton and what I thought was really cool is instead of a final at the end of the year she had us perform at two places Turn 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 and Dynasty which are both on the street she rented out the venue and had us throw like a show as a final and like that was really cool and it got all of us like really collaborating with each other and like she made us do 
these things where we would like have one minute to make a little beat and then we'd have to switch to the next computer and like add to the other person's beat and then like hear how it turned out and I don't know she just gave us a lot of we actually came here and yeah, yeah, to this to, to yeah. this radio station um, with her class just to like check out the radio station and she was always giving opportunities and she would be like oh you know I have like this house show I can't play so if any of you guys need a, need a gig you know like let me know I'll get you set She's up <laughs> like, and um, I don't know it was just a really awesome community there and I felt like I learned a lot and I had a mm-hmm. lot of time to just work on messing around with some beats and stuff. And that's how I ended up making all of the tracks on my EP right now. And my whole new album that I'm creating in the process of right now is just like all stuff that I've been doing at PCC in Ableton yeah. because I don't have my own computer at home. I do, but it's like, it does not hand, it can't handle mm-hmm. anything besides <laughs> the internet. <laughs> like I YouTube, know. if I have to, like too many tabs up, it's like, uh, I'm sorry, we're restarting now. Yeah, this is so ironic because like I also, you know, both of my singles out, they were all like, I even recorded my vocals, you know, in the classroom. Yeah. So they had a professional studio. Well, I didn't even do it in the studio. I just oh, did wow. it in the uh, Ableton lab. But yeah, my band Zoops, I also recorded us in the studio in PCC. Right. So, you know, everything just DIY, lo-fi. <laughs> but right. uh, resources, though. Yeah. That's what they've really provided. That's right. And I don't even go there anymore, and I can still use their resources because I'm tight with all teachers. Yeah. (laughs) That is so dope. I'm just thinking, as an educator, I'm thinking of, like, like four dozen students right now that are, like, not connecting with school. And these are the kinds of stories that I think they need to hear sometimes. Like, work outside of high school and, and, you know, really thinking about your future. Like, you can have a future in music. And there are resources in the community to mm-hmm. connect you. If I can add on to that, um, I think one of one of my biggest things and one of the best biggest advice that I give to um, artists is, you know, you can't be shy. Like if you see someone, like you need to, you know, like that you have like kind of that gut feeling, like oh, I should talk to them do it because half the time like you're gonna get something really good out of it especially Mm -hmm. if you go to shows talk to the artist tell them what you're trying to do because you're gonna you never know you never know and if you aren't shy you know maybe one day you're performing you're talking to the people around you one of them's a big manager a big producer big engineer you never know so you have to be even even on social media obviously be super careful within social media like do your research on that person but um and never sign anything that a lawyer doesn't read <laughs> but um but you never know like Savvy i met i met an artist um i met a bunch of artists actually out in seattle in fact i think i have a bigger fan base out in seattle now because of them um including i've even performed at hard rock cafe because one of them was like hey you want to do a show? <laughs> like, so you just, you never know. I'm, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of great producers everywhere, people that want to work everywhere. And just if you communicate, if you have fun with it, you never That's know what could dope. happen. I just want to shout out to yeah. three main, main places where you can get that specifically is Bossin' Up, um, well, four. Bossin' Up, Thesis. Those are two showcases that happen, but they are 21 plus, but some uh, non-21 plus things are Late Lyrics at Portland Burger. It's an open mic for port- for hip-hop and R&B artists. It used to be every Wednesday, but now it's every third Wednesday or every other Wednesday. And uh, there's just o- always a bunch of artists coming in there. And I've gotten a lot of show opportunities by just performing there and getting the video, like, because they'll be live, they'll put it on live stream and then people will mm-hmm. be like, hey, I saw you perform at Late Lyrics. I want you on the showcase. And um, also the the collective that this used to be um, the uh, 
meeting of the minds, I believe. And um, it's like the Portland Community Hip Hop Collective. And I just went to my first meeting ever. They've been meeting for eight months, which is crazy. But um, I went to my first meeting yesterday. It was um, at 6 p.m. And it's open to the whole community, anybody who wants to come. Um, And it's all artists and like really big people who have resources and literally any resource that you need is there Mm. like right now it's to the point where it's like we're really they're really trying to make big steps moving forward to making this collective a thing that like there could be trades happening so that like artists who um are like haven't been getting paid yet but like still want things can like make trades with people and like you can uh just like pretty much have access to all your resources i just found out that these this couple comes and drives four hours out once a month just to make this meeting and like they also this meeting um helped bring together some a bunch of people from the grammys came down and met with these people and then they're going to be trying to get them to come to one of the meeting of the minds as well so that we can have some more big people there so we can have like more resources and i think that's just yeah a lot of resources that's dope so (laughs) networking is important yeah yeah and as you're kind of like riffing rain i'm wondering like you're i'm curious about your musical influences like what what have you been inspired by oh boy kind of like so a combination of both both (laughs) of you guys honestly so like i grew up listening to so much kind like so like bell and sebastian um the cure but then paramore and evanescence and then music soul child and like swv like literally such different kinds of music all of those are (laughs) so different and um i i feel like it was it was like really helpful for me to get a lot of that my dad is like loves traveling like he just traveled the world for the first time but like he used to love studying a lot of different world cultures and he'd have like friends of like a lot of different religions and cultures and like it made it to go to like the their concerts where they'd be having their live they'd be playing live music and i had like being little me there's like a lot of videos of me just like playing little instruments mm-hmm. and and stuff to like so much i keep on almost saying this and just thinking of just, like so this song uh get close off of your album possibilities um i think we're gonna play that right oh, now okay that's awesome cool yeah you. yeah cool. that's definitely more hip-hop r&b vibes i had like a really more old school beat behind that one and um yeah i get close is one of the songs that i produced on ableton like uh, almost a year and a half ago hope you guys enjoy <laughs> cool we're gonna check it out now thank you
That was so great, Rain. Thank you. Yeah, I really like trying to like incorporate a lot of harmonies and like really clustered chords and stuff that have like tension and release build and yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much. This is a reminder to text if you'd like to join us on the conversation uh, with these artists or uh, any comments for our guests. We encourage you to do so by texting 971-220-5979 or sending an email to dj at xray.fm. Awesome. Uh, so, Satari, I'm curious, like, uh, just thinking about 2020, what are you most excited about? What are you looking forward to? Oh, 2020 is going to be even a greater year than the year before. Um, I'm looking forward to recording uh, more material for my band and my uh, personal stuff and hopefully releasing them and, you know, getting back at playing shows and um, also, uh, you know, getting more teaching opportunities and uh, for Ableton. And um, right now I'm planning to go to PSU in the fall, but, you know, anything could change. So that's the goal. So that's a, um, that's a, a very eventful year, I think, <laughs> for me. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. How about the rest of y'all? Looking forward to anything in 2020? Um, I'm doing, ooh. I don't know if I'm actually allowed to say it yet. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Okay. Oh, well, but I have a big Tell show coming up. Tell us something else. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one's the main one. Um, I was, uh, let's see. I know I have, like, a bunch of shows coming up during the summer, a bunch of little shows. I am sending out a bunch of applications for, like, the big festivals um, to see if I can, you know, I booked on some of those shows um yeah other than that it's really just I'm gonna try and make a couple treks out to LA and Seattle and see if I can get myself out there more dope yeah, yeah. You I mean? like to get myself out there too right okay. up. <laughs> um well I am doing a show with I'm, I'm I'm doing a couple shows with a bunch of artists around like a me um, and Kaywix and Tyree Pinlight. Well, we featured we create me and Kaywix produced a track for Tyree Pinlight, and then we featured the, the hook on it. And so we've been performing with him when he does shows, and that's happening this Friday at Waypost. And um, and then I've been doing some stuff at Jack London. Actually, my friend Vina Baby just performed last night and killed it, and let me come up and sing background harmonies for her. And um, I just got offered another show opportunity to perform there th at the end of the month at uh, Soul Sundays, the last Soul Sunday. So that's going to be the 29th. And um, I'm performing at a couple casinos and wineries with my roommate. And see, the thing about casinos and wineries that are really awesome is they pay a lot of money, <laughs> like 100 an hour or 200 an hour. And we perform for like four hours. So it's lit. <laughs> but, um, um, so I, I'm really excited about that. And it gets me more like, like usually those gigs are like out in wineries and out with, in other places where people are like, out in the country and have to drive far out and they're usually pretty wealthy and tip well as well so that's really nice and I'm excited just to make money over the summer with like busking when the weather gets better mm -hmm. I used to love busking and it's mm -hmm. amazing how many opportunities I can get just like I take my portable speaker and I just like I love playing tracks that I know like I try to observe the like the crowd and the people walking by and play music that I know like mm -hmm. people are going to be into and if kids are around I like know since I teach kids like 
I don't want everything to like. <laughs> and so I'm just excited for summer to come back around and to like, I feel like I really am getting the hang of being a full-time musician right now. Oh, and I'm dope. really excited to like expand that and like yeah. spring forward with that that's this dope. year. That's dope. Yeah. Well, Satari, we're going to listen to one of your tracks now. Right. Um, the track is called Sometimes in a Long Time. Do That's you want right. to set it up for us? Yeah. Um, I mean, this was a track that was born in PCC, again, <laughs> in one of the classrooms. Uh, you know, you're just sitting there and you get a beat going on in your head and Ableton's in front of you, so you put it in, yeah, and it. yeah, and you grow, grab a mic, and you're like, all right, no one's around, because no one likes to stay in the lab and work on stuff, <laughs> so you just plug that in, and you start just, you know, saying stuff, saying some lyrics. I'm not really good with lyrics, you know, a lot of times people are like, what's the story behind that? And I tell them, I don't know, it just came <laughs> out. <laughs> but Honestly. I can I can find a story <laughs> about it afterwards. <laughs> but no, this song, this song, I was I was feeling some stuff during that time. Um, so uh, it, it is it is real. It's not just you know made up. <laughs> I don't want to sound like that. But uh, yeah, I just you know uh, recorded a bunch of vocal takes, and um, next thing you know, I was in the studio just trying to mix it. So awesome! Yeah, thank you. Ooh, Thanks for the you setup. Guys like it. Let's <laughs> check it out. 